Bros, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, we are getting into the holiday spirit right now here at One Shot, and I am extremely excited to bring to you this series of Brindlewood Bay. This is not just any series. Brindlewood Bay is, uh, first of all, a game of cozy mysteries. Think uh, Murder, She Wrote meets... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Pick your pick your British cozy mystery of choice. It is about a, a group of elderly women who love detective novels and fancy themselves to be private investigators themselves. There are also some supernatural underpinnings. It's a super sweet game, and I have gotten an amazing cast from the crew of Fortunate Horse. Uh, those are the people who produce rude tales of magic and fun city. Uh, I'm so excited. So... Sit back, relax, and enjoy as we play Brindlewood Bay. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I am here with some people... You don't know this, but I've recorded with these people before, and due to some, some, some technical shenanigans... They are gracious enough to come back and do this all over again. We are playing Brindlewood Bay, and I am going to begin the introductions with the one, the only, Shannon O'Dell. Oh, hello. Shannon, I am so happy that you are here today. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about you and what you have going on? Yeah, I'm so excited to be here to play this very fun game. Wow. If you haven't played this game, you should play this game because it's really fun. Um, I am a neuroscientist and comedian and science writer. Um, I'm also a podcaster and role player on the uh, podcast Fun City. Um, <laughs> and uh, what was the last thing I was supposed to talk And it is, uh, and it is 9 a.m. in L.A. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Uh, at 9 thank, you. thank you, no, LA time. My, yeah, my brain's just a little, a little slow. Uh, what was it? What was the... uh, what you have going on? What the things you want oh. to plug? So you talked about Fun City. Is there anything Fun else that you want City. people to know about? Yes. So I am also the host of another podcast called The Science of Self Care, where I kind of utilize the neuroscience part of my brain, um, where we talk about the science of different self care habits. Lovely. And we have an icebreaker question uh, sure. that I, I, I prepped you for a little bit. So what I would like to know is, who is your favorite detective? Okay, so um, detectives, like many things, come in pairs often. Mm. And and I guess you would call them detectives. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say um, Dana Scully and oh, Fox, yeah. the X-Files. They, you know, I like them. <laughs> you want to believe it's, I want to believe a, yeah I, I mean that they're, they're, they're a, that's a classic pairing you've got the believer you've got the skeptic you've got mm-hmm. the the underlying tension between them uh, the yeah. will they won't they the oh my god they did oh my god there's been an alien abduction you know classic stories exactly and also you like Dana Scully what an awesome you know portrayal of a woman in STEM on TV you gotta love that Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I mean, <laughs> what's not to love about Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny? Like, of course. I mean, yeah, really great. Hot. Very hot. Uh, very, yes. <laughs> very hot. Arguably and, too hot. Yeah. Too hot. Th- that is, I mean, <laughs> frankly, off the charts. So yeah. uh, we're going to before before we end up fanning ourselves thinking about uh, that pair of detectives, we're going to move on to our next guest. We have Jenda LaVega. Hello. I keep interrupting. How's it going? Uh, just fine. Your interruptions uh, simply were the precursor to this introduction of yourself. Tell them about you. Hello, everybody. I'm Jenda La Vega. I am a chef based in Brooklyn, and I'm also on a podcast, Fun City, with Miss Shannon O'Dell. Uh, I also host Culinary Word of the Day, which is a five-minute podcast learning about kitchen terms and cooking techniques that uh, you experience every day. And uh, I'll just say uh, before uh, Jen gets to her detective, um, if you want to 
have serious food envy, you really should follow Jen on Twitter <laughs> because uh, some of those some of those pictures make me want to teleport to Brooklyn yes. uh, and and just eat them immediately. Yes, one of my jobs is actually I'm a cookbook collaborator, so I test cookbooks, I cook through them. Uh, most recently, I've done the One Piece cookbook uh, and uh, one called Philippine X and Watermelon and Redbirds. So you actually can cook the food that I cook in your own home <laughs> if you get those books. <laughs> uh, that's delightful. And uh, Jen, who is your favorite detective? I had to like look it up to see if he was actually classified as a detective, but it's Quincy. Do you remember Quincy? No. Jack, Jack Krugman. Okay, so this the logic of of Quincy breaks so many rules and laws, but uh he plays a medical examiner who kind of sticks his nose into things a little bit more than he really should. <laughs> so he solves mysteries, but he's a medical examiner and in the real world you're like, "Wait a minute, there's way too much bureaucracy for this to actually happen." Mm -hmm. Okay, Quincy M.E., uh, mm -hmm. 1976. Amazing. Yes. That is that is a hell of a poll. I like that a lot. My mom used to watch it during the day on A&E. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. you, you said Quincy, and I thought, oh, are you talking about the iguana from Foxtrot? Oh, I should be. You guys know that? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do, <laughs> yeah. I do. I do know the iguana from Foxtrot. I love that comic. <laughs> the comic strip Foxtrot. Uh, and... You all are, are such great collaborators that everyone who is going to go next has chimed in on the previous person's introduction, which means we have now heard the smooth tones of Timothy Platt. Hello. I do not think about it as interruption. I think about it as, uh, 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 whoa, I had the word. I think about it as a contribution. Yeah, that's why I said chimed in. It's, I, mm -hmm. Interrupt is such a strong, <laughs> such a strong phrase. I agree. I agree. The, the word rupt is so nasty to me. The word rupt, it's, it's, it's is, destructive. You think it, rupture. Is rupt of a standalone word? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Oh. Hang on. Contribution. I'm Bush. Googling, I'm Googling <laughs> rupt. The butian of it. The rupt Latin. versus butian. It is, it is, it, it's a Latin word. It means burst. That sounds about so right. there you go. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't do it. I do not burst. I just... <laughs> I just 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 oh that's disgusting <laughs> uh now that people know that about you Tim um <laughs> who are you and what do you do uh I am a comedian an actor and songwriter I um live and perform in Brooklyn I am a podcaster on the podcast's Rude Tales of Magic, which is a Dungeons & Dragons comedy um, uh, podcast, as well as Oh These, Those Stars of Space, a Star Trek pastiche uh, um, little comedy uh, game pod that we, that's based off the game um, Lasers and Feelings. And they're both really fun and funny. They are like both me. Really fun and funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 All three yeah. of these lovely these lovely people, if you had not guessed, are uh, on podcasts on the Fortunate Horse Network. And I reached out to Jen to get them on here because I really dig Fun City and Rude Tales. Those are the two that I have invested hours into, and I really wanted the chance to to play a game with them and have them over here on one shot. So, uh, Tim, before we get too far afield. Who is your favorite detective? These days, I gotta give it up for Inspector Ike. Inspector Ike is a new movie that has come out um, that uh, is, I think you can now buy it streaming, but it's just been airing. It's been uh, in different, like, uh, in-person screenings around the country recently. Oh. At, uh, starring Ike, Ufa Ike Ufamadu, which is a, who is a comedian and performer and actor in New York, one of the funniest people in the world. Um, it's directed and written by him and Graham Mason. This is a, if you can find Inspector Ike Yagadu, it's a movie that is a sort of Columbo pastiche, and it is so, so funny and good. Barring that, I may have to give it up for Chief Detective Barnaby from Midsummer Murders, <laughs> if you are aware of this yes. program. Yeah, uh, which is, it's a fantastic segue, because if you want to talk about a cozy murder mystery show, it is absolutely Midsummer Murders, because... It's been on forever, <laughs> and Detective Barnaby has solved so many crimes in the smallest, tiniest little locale <laughs> in England. Yeah. Yeah. It can be pretty gruesome, though. Mm -hmm. it, it is nice, but there are, it can be, it can get kind of gruesome. Uh, there's a, um, 
uh, uh, I recommend you to type in Midsummer Murders um, uh, bell bell ringer death onto mm. YouTube. Okay, uh, definitely check that out. Um, Midsummer Murders. It's just it's one of those it's a, it's a one of those BBC shows where every episode is almost a movie into itself. Yeah. So every every series is like three or four episodes long because they're long, but they're delightful. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're the kind of person who falls asleep to television, uh, like my partner is, then it's a great, it's a great, great option. Uh, and I will give a brief shout out to to my detective, the one, the only Dale Cooper mm. of uh, Twin Peaks fame, because Hell yeah. absolutely Kyle McLaughlin mm. is the detective of my heart. So, all right. Uh, as I said, we are playing Brindlewood Bay on this day and we uh we previously played brindlewood bay and the recording was unfortunately lost we have parts of it we do not have enough of it to air it so we are going to use the same characters we're going to jump back a little bit and uh do parts of the character creation here on the uh the record real quick i want to go around and have everyone uh introduce the the salient details uh, for your character that have been established thus far and then we'll go around and do the objects in the house uh, question and then we will uh, slide our way right into the murder mystery sound good sounds good all right uh, let's go in reverse order of how we just went and we're going to <laughs> begin with quite possibly the most intriguing uh, character of the three. Uh, Tim, why don't you tell us who you're playing today? Yeah, hi, I'm Artemis Left-Hander. I am an everyday bride. And what that means is that every day I like to wear, uh, for my going out clothing, I like to wear a different type of wedding dress. Uh, these are wedding dresses I may have bought myself or created myself using my own skills as a seamstress. But that being said, my real profession, my real love is photography. And uh, I could do wedding photographer photography, but I could also do just nature photography or even just sort of, you know, in media res in the middle of the street, uh, you know, uh, very toss and truth and all of that stuff. I don't get all academic with it. I just like to look at the pictures. I like to take it through my camera. And that's me. Oh, I misleft the hand. Uh, one thing you know about the kind of detective I am is I am a golden shumway detective. I have an obedient cat named Crocodile. And there's, uh, I have written here, advantage doesn't get marked. And I don't really know what that means. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm sure if I keep going, I'll be explained everything. I was once married to Beowulf left-hander. He owned a bar called Cafe Sinister. Now my one daughter, Lady Flex, she is the owner of the bar. Uh, um, uh, uh, and I have, there's another line here that says, I work at the neighborhood bar with Beowulf, a pet pigeon named Letter. Oh, wait. I, I used to work at the bar, right? I was very well known. I used to work at the bar Cafe Sinister before my husband Beowulf died. And now my daughter works there. And there is apparently a pet pigeon named Letta that is there. But that, but these days I am so retired, though. My, I still get revenue from the bar. And also I'm a photographer. And I'm always wearing wedding dresses. And that is Artemis left-hander. <laughs> There's more than me than just that stuff. I'm a whole, I'm a whole person with an internal life, we will, history, and we will play to find out more about that. Thank <laughs> as, you. As is the nature of the game. Okay. Uh, let us move on. Uh, Jen, who are you playing today? I'm playing Ruby Gomez here. Ruby Gomez. I am a speed walking, deal making, uh, super shopper. I love to cut my coupons. <laughs> Uh, she is dressed in a mint green sweatsuit, a sweatsuit, a sweatband, and has short, dramatic silver bangs. She's got a collection of walking shoes. Uh, she has eight kids from two deceased husbands who were brothers. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were named Minor and the Major Gomez. <laughs> eight kids. I wrote down the names, actually. Goldie, Silvero, Lati, Pala, Ruthie, Rhodey, Erie, and Ozma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. And what kind of uh, detective are you? Ah, uh, yes. She's chosen Rick and AJ, which is, uh, let me see what it was again, specifically. I have it here. 
Uh, you have a sibling who is your polar opposite in terms of fashion sense and personality. Uh, and we'll get into the move later, I, I'm, I'm sure, when we play. But her name is Opal Gomez, and uh, she's dripping in jewelry. She's on a mobility scooter. She loves spending money. Uh, she's really stiff and ostentatious and speaks annoyingly slowly. <laughs> okay, wonderful. And last, most certainly not least, we need to find out, Shannon, who are you playing? Ah, yes, you are speaking with Marla Diamond. Um, and uh, her style, well, we call her style, we keep the crystal in the top cabinet. Yes, I, Marla, am a little bit fancy. So you might be asking yourself, how did I get here? Well, actually, I didn't have a dime to my name when I married my husband, Jerry Diamond. We eloped after two months after meeting on a hiking trip in the South. Um, what I, where I'm talking about global south, south the country I won't disclose. South, south Poughkeepsie. <laughs> yeah, I will not disclose. But after being married for two months, he died on a trip to Mount Everest. A secret trip I'm seeing here. I don't know what he did for a living. <laughs> and that's when I discovered, oh my goodness, Jerry was secretly rich because I inherited all his riches so if you see marla diamond walking down the street you probably won't see her walking down the street because she does not walk down the street she walks around her house she would be in a sensible pantsuit and a big old hat because she spends a lot of time out on her gardening garden (laughs) that's where she spends a lot of time and what kind of detective is she she is a michael knight which means that she has a trusty mode of transportation. And her mode of transportation is a Mini Cooper, which she does not drive. She has a young driver named Sharon. And guess what? Sharon is actually her niece because she has no children, but she is very close with Sharon. You know, if you ask Marla, she kind of keeps that information close to her chest, but she couldn't live without Sharon. Sharon really is her everything. Um, She also uh, has a cockatiel named Terrence. And wow, wow, wow. We'll get into that. But so what did she do when she discovered she was rich and she was a widower? Well, she ran charities and fundraisers. And you'll probably hear a couple of those charities because she likes to name drop them a lot. That is fantastic. So uh, character wise, uh, real quick, there are a few things we need to do. Let me just take a look at this. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, aha. That's, I, I understand now something I did not understand last time. Okay. Uh, real quick, your abilities, uh, you can see that they are all uh, lined up in the boxes on the character sheet as they are now. Uh, vitality, composure, reason, presence, and sensitivity. You get to add one to a single ability. So you could just tick one of those up by one. So you can do that. You don't need to let me know which one you've done. You can just get it. And then whenever you do your moves, depending on which stat uh, you are using, as is fictionally appropriate, you will uh, roll plus that modifier. The other thing that we need to do is we need to, this is something that is done typically at the beginning of the first session. Uh, It's called a cozy little place. So what we do is we go around and now that we know who these uh, mavens are, now that we, uh, we, we know who our, our detectives of this cozy murder mystery game are each other player Oh, and me and the keeper. So there will be uh, there will be three objects total. Go around and we say an object that can be found in each character's home in Brindlewood Bay. Now we did this last time, but I want these to be fresh in everyone's mind. So we're going to do them again so we can have them on the record as well. So I'm just going to ask who would like to have their objects named first. How about me? Okay, uh, Tim. All right, it's going to be uh, Jen's character, who is Ruby Gomez. Ru- Ruby. Ruby's house. Ruby's house. So we're in, <laughs> we're in Ruby's house right now. Uh, so so, fix in your minds. I, the person who is in the 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 the, the older woman, who is in her her tracksuit with the headband, who loves deals, uh, whose major characteristic is speed walking. 
uh, had eight kids, two different husbands who were brothers. <laughs> and uh, think about what you will see in her home. Um, oh, we we can we can do this, right? We absolutely. Or just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please. Um, there is a Nordic track from the nineties, <gasps> but yeah. um, in order to update it to uh, her more recent, you know, uh, uh, physical uh, um, and uh, uh, you know, fitness goals, it has been uh, nailed to the wall. So now to be in this Nordic track, she has to be <laughs> like vertical. <laughs> to do it, which is like really great for core strength, mm. apparently. Um, and so it's a Nordic track that is on the wall that like it's actually kind of hard to get into because of gravity. Um, but it's a way to make her training even more effective. Incredible. <laughs> some cr- That's incredible. Some CrossFit bullshit for the, for this septuagenarian. I love it. <laughs> Ruby's got abs, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, if uh, you... If you go into her kitchen, there there is a like glass display case, something that would normally hold like a signature baseball or something like that. But what is inside it is her coupon cutting scissors. <gasps> and this pair of scissors is she describes as the sleekest, most comfortable pair of scissors. They're bright green, like a neon <laughs> green. And hell yeah. The sound they make when they slice a coupon, music to Ruby's ears. Um, may I suggest something to these scissors? Oh, please. That the sort of inner holder, like the I don't know what the those inner circles. Um, oh yeah. While the, while it's all green, that neon green, mm. there right on that spot where you would rest your front finger and your thumb, your forefinger and your thumb, there those part have been sort of there's leather. There's sort of like a, a bold, a bold <laughs> leather on that time. It's it's just it, and the leather is just so comfy. It's almost yes. like more comfy than just like your hands freely. It's like it's like it's like the feeling of home. Yeah, you'd like ex- a glove. You'd yeah. expect it on a couch or a fancy yeah. glove, but instead it's right there. And so you can like you can like spin the scissors around, and that leather tells you exactly where to grab and cut. To grab and cut. Damn. <laughs> yes. I'm having a flashback to 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 our first episode where everything that I added was kind of dark and kind of like a sad callback to what everyone's uh, lives before were. And I'm (laughs) I'm feeling uh, I want to go the opposite of that. Mm. So I think in her bedroom, she has um, it's not a shrine. Ruby (laughs) Ruby wouldn't call it a shrine, but there is uh, there's a framed uh, LP, like a framed uh, record like the, the 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 cover the outside cover that has been signed there is uh in a separate frame the record itself that mm-hmm. has been signed yes. there is a picture of the person who who made the record underneath that or sort of once to the side once to the other side the 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 picture is in the middle and then above that there is a pair of underwear what <laughs> ruby's underwear also signed because back in let's say 1968 ruby got to meet tom jones oh my god and threw her underwear up on stage and somehow got the same pair back and worked her way backstage and got tom jones to sign the lp cover the record the picture and the underwear hell yeah so that is that that's not unusual. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so that is is hanging uh, up in 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 Ruby's bedroom, uh, like where you where you would expect like I don't know um, pictures of family would be right. Like I think there are faint outlines of stuff that used to be there, like when she was married and when when she was going to be on her own and the kids all left the house. She's like, it's Tommy time, baby, and she just. <laughs> She got them all out and hung them up. Because I think that both uh, Major and Minor Gomez were a little bit off-put by the framed underwear. Mm. Of course. Yeah. That's such weakness. Yeah. To be to be threatened by stuff like that. I just oh, find insecure. that such a weak, a weak so thing. So insecure. Yeah. You know, I just find that such weakness <laughs> in the partner. Mm. Confidence oh, right. is so important to me. Confidence <laughs> is really attractive to me. <laughs> All right, so that is Ruby Gomez. Those are the things that we find in 
her house. Tim, because I think, because uh, you spoke up first, let's move on to Artemis left-hander, uh, Jen Shannon, or Marla Ruby. What what do we see in the house of the everyday bride whose daughter, who is a, f- a former professional wrestler named Lady Flex, runs a bar called Cafe Sinister, who's also into photography? What do we see in this person's home? Oh, I know already. Please. I know. So, formally working at Cafe Center, right? You're not currently anymore? No, but I still receive some of... It's still, you know, it's still, I'm still a partial owner of the business. So, I definitely still get fun. And if someone needs to cover a shift, of course I'll come in. But I am not an official uh, uh, employee at this point at the bar Cafe Center. <laughs> you know how in, um, like, famous jellies and sandwich places or diners, there's always the wall of photos of celebrities? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so she definitely took that wall, like drywall and everything with all the framed photos of every celebrity that stopped by Cafe Sinister. Oh, yes. Uh, and just leaned it against a living room wall. <laughs> so this is this is John Travolta, and it was actually during the shoot of Saturday Night Fever. I, we, I didn't watch TV back then. Apparently, he was a big TV star. But I just thought he was a really good-looking guy who coming in, and there's cameras around, so I thought, just take a picture, we'll see what happens. Well, we see what happens. It's John fucking Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> and specifically in the photos... She's in them, but also taking the photos. So there's definitely like a cord always like somewhere off to the side or leading out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. In her um, living room. Okay. You would see um, a trophy. A trophy. A trophy. Ooh. And you read the inscription on that trophy. It says... Number one champion arm wrestling contest, 1977. Damn. And yeah. So at church, we were doing a fundraiser. We were doing a fundraiser for the um the uh, uh, uh for the Jiglio boys in the in Brooklyn. For the mm. Jiglio boys, the, the Jiglio boys lift the big the big uh you know you know what I'm talking about the Jiglio boys. Um, and uh, we were doing a fundraiser, and so we thought, what can we get people to just as an easy way people get to come in and pay money for a ticket and do the thing? And we just thought arm wrestling would be the simplest way to do things. And I did not know I was the strongest person <laughs> in the church. I did not expect to be the strongest person in the church. But apparently, on this uh, summer uh, afternoon, I was the strongest person in the church. And so they gave me a trophy because of that. (laughs) Is this always consistent or is it becoming insane? (laughs) (laughs) I do not think this is a consistent voice, but it's doing something. (laughs) It's going somewhere, that's for sure. You're workshopping it. This is the bonus content. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) That's a good reminder. I can can practice here. I I think that there there is, uh, there's a series of pictures in the uh in like the sewing room where some of the the wedding dresses are made the the pictures are of uh cats and dogs in wedding dresses because i think that <laughs> artemis had a a brief sideline where she thought it was going to be a huge a huge industry to make custom wedding dresses for cats and dogs, for pet owners who were getting married, who really loved their animals and wanted them to be like <laughs> ring bearers and things like that. The problem is she would only make wedding dresses. She wouldn't do the tuxedo side of things. Mm. And so like people really were uncomfortable with, I mean, cause this was back in the early eighties. People didn't want their male dogs being in a wedding dress. Blah, blah, blah. And what kind of cat is going to actually carry the ring down the aisle? Like right. for real, <laughs> um, but there are pictures of them because uh, I think somewhere in the back of of Artemis's uh, heart of hearts, she thinks that this idea may still have legs. So she's got, she's got a uh, record of that of that time in her life. Mm. Yeah, it was a very interesting and creative time for me. But it, 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 you know, if only the only pet owners are very difficult to deal with personally, especially when they're getting married. It's a stressful time in their lives. I understand it. And then also, it just, you know, the animals don't like, animals do not like wearing clothes. And it's hard to make clothes for creatures who do not want to wear clothing at all. And so that made it a bit difficult for me to maintain this little side business. Though I still think the idea, the idea, I still think, has legs, as you said. It has <laughs> the idea. 
I still think the idea has legs. It's got four legs. Am yes. I right? Oh, Absolutely. come on. Yeah. Four legs and a tail. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, you may be aware that my family and I are expecting our second kid. And as of the recording of this, we are officially 25 days away from when that is slated to happen. Uh, medical stuff being what it is, we have an induction scheduled. It it seems weird to like know exactly when your kid is supposed to show up. And of course, he could always come earlier, but still 25 days from now. So over the next few weeks, actually all the way through the end of January and a little bit into February, you're going to be hearing episodes that I have edited in advance of the arrival of this awesome uh, kiddo who is going to be gracing our lives. So that, like when James was out with his uh, parental leave, I'm going to be doing pre-recorded mid-rolls. So things are going to be pretty stock standard as we're going forward. I did ask James for some advice. I wanted to know what he thought I should put in for these things. And his response was, if you have a PayPal or a Venmo, tell everyone that so our audience can help you celebrate with money. Like, pretty solid advice. So as we are moving forward into this new phase of our uh, adult lives, if you are so uh, inclined and so willing, uh, sending money my way would be absolutely fantastic. You can use paypal.me slash the other Tracy and uh, Venmo is at Tracy dash Barnett dash 11. So don't feel any obligation to obviously this is uh, all only if you want to and only if you yeah, if you want to. I said it once. That's good enough. Uh, also, if you head to my Twitter, uh, which is twitter.com slash the other Tracy, you will see a pinned tweet there with a registry if you wish to be more specific about things. I really appreciate all the support. One Shot has been a fantastic place to be, both personally and professionally, and this network, the people who make it up, have helped me and given me so much over the years, well before I was actually an employee of the network. So I'm extremely, extremely grateful for everything that uh, has brought me to this point, and I'm extremely grateful for One Shot for all that it does. So if you are wanting to pass some of that uh, in the direction of my family, well, thank you very much, heroes. We really appreciate you. And now, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. For Ruby and Artemis, Marla Diamond. We keep the crystal on the top cabinet. Sensible pantsuit. Big hat. Into gardening. What does like, put yourself in, 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 her, in her home? And then tell me what you see. Oh. She's got this gilded art deco bar cart. Because mm. if you keep the crystal in the cabinet... Uh, you must have things to not drink in the mm -hmm. <laughs> crystal you never touch. So there is uh, a fully stocked bar that is collecting dust. <laughs> so it's got crystal, vouv, like uh, like all those fancy champagnes, untouched 20-year-old whiskeys, mm -hmm. um, because her husband was the one that w would drink from those, but... It's kind of like a little uh, altar monument as well. Oh, oh, these liquors, I don't think they're that old. When did I get them? Five, ten, oh, fifty, fifty years ago. <laughs> yes. I'm not really much of a drinker. Do you want a drink? I'm going to forget it in two seconds. You said yes. <laughs> and like the best part of that for me is that, you know, 25 30 years ago you weren't getting like high-end stuff from mm. other places there weren't like there were expensive things but it wasn't like it is now with scotch being as popular and bourbon like so like there's like ballantine scotch like a blended scotch that is just happens to be 30 years old in the bottle unopened it was all from costco <laughs> Kirkland a palette, a palette, yeah. It doesn't go bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Artemis, what do you see? 
She's a gardener, right? She mm-hmm. likes to garden. Mm-hmm. If I may, she got a dang beehive in Ooh. the backyard. She's got a beehive in the backyard. This is her first beehive. Mm-hmm. This is her second. This is her first beehive, and it's going well. And she's just learning how to do sort of the the beekeeping stuff. And it's like a bit. It's definitely a new project, but it, you can see how it's helping the garden. See how it's helping the bees. Um, and I'm just also gonna say the bees love diamonds and crystals too. <laughs> <gasps> Well, wow. I, I put a couple in the hive, and the queen has really taken to it. Yes. I mean, <laughs> how can you have a queen without a couple of diamonds inside, okay? I want my queen to be respected, and she is. And the bees are happy, and so are my marigolds. <laughs> I think that... Uh, it, 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 it's an order house. It's one of those kind of big s- sprawling places, right? There's the big central staircase and whatnot. I think there's a room that is, uh, she calls it her office, right? There's, there's, there is a computer back there that she never, that she never touches. Uh, I think that most people have never seen her go in there. Well, in the closet, in the office, I think if you, if you pull back, it's the kind of doors that the, 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 that fold apart right Mm -hmm. just with Mm -hmm. with the one hinge in the middle of each side in there there is a stand with a crt tv oh yeah an expensive one like it's it's like a sony trinitron like tv like it looks nice and there is only one thing hooked up to it and it is a nintendo wii (laughs) i think that uh ruby dragged her along on a series of increasingly tiresome yard sales and it was right at the time when when because the Nintendo Wii was bought excessively, right? There were tons of them on the market. And Marla, like something about it, something about the aesthetic, something about the, the a callback to like, you know, seeing people. I, I've always wanted to go bowling, but she doesn't want to go to a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. I want to play tennis, but I don't want to sweat. Right. And so yes. every so often she will just open up that closet and we'll put in Wii sports. It's the only disc that's in the Wii and she will like try one of the sports and it's just one session occasionally. And sometimes it goes for so she gets in the groove and she goes for hours, but she's never told anyone. Exactly. She calls it her sports game. She doesn't know what Wii is or Wii sports. She just uses whatever, um, you know the 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 little uh, what do they call them avatars that were already loaded in, mm-hmm. and yeah, she especially loves the Wii tennis because she never really played tennis, but she always aspired to maybe one day do it. But she's gonna practice on her sports machine first. I I can see her just sitting down in a chair, not even standing up. She just sits and she just flicks her wrist. <laughs> Pretty easy, actually. Did you say this Wii is a secret room or is it? Uh, it's it's in her office. It's okay, in a okay. closet. I don't think she would be embarrassed if anyone found it, but she also has never told anyone about it because she bought it at that yard sale without Ruby noticing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I need a, a hidden Nintendo <laughs> Wii in the closet in her office. Wii Sports only uh okay fantastic so those are those are our characters that's who we're going to be embodying today we see each of you we have a moment where we get to sort of have the camera sort of pan into your lives and 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 see just sort of a a little scene a cozy moment that you your character is having before the Brindlewood Bay Lunch Club's annual Ugly Christmas Sweater Carolathon fundraiser. So, uh, Jen, we haven't started with you yet. So, where is where is where does Ruby find herself as we're as we're bringing the lights up on this episode of Brindlewood Bay? Ruby is in her holiday sweats, uh, which are red, and uh, they've got kind of paisley trim. Uh, up and down the legs so they kind of f- flare out like it's a tracksuit but it's like that 
that floppy uh, paisley doily kind of material. Mm. <laughs> and she's got um, it lined on her shoulders and down the arms. And so she... Oh, what does that look like? She looks like a big red present. Mm. <laughs> um, and she's, she's tightening a bow around her short silver cropped hair and her her green shears from cutting coupons are on the table because she's just gone through the Sunday deals weekly mm-hmm. and she has a little file folder that she keeps in her fanny pack uh, and she had filed away all the coupons that she could be using this week in case she passes by could get a deal but she's also kind of humming along to a record that's on the record player and it's uh what's new pussycat oh <laughs> It's her Christmas carol as she warms up to to go caroling. And she's just speeding around the house, speed walking, dusting off the uh, vertically placed Nordic track and uh, humming along to Tom Jones. That's lovely. Um, as as we see uh, sort of Ruby in her element, who does the camera pan to next? We're going to pan over to the more expensive end of Brindlewood Bay to Marla Diamond's house. Mm. And we pan in on Marla's rather sizable house and we go through the foyer and we find Marla in the foyer. She is replanting some poinsettias that she had actually grown herself in her garden. She's quite the gardener and she's replanting them into some nice planters she plans to bring to the fundraiser, maybe as a little a little bonus raffle item. Um, we see her, she, as she's replanting, she's humming the um, alto line of Hark Hear the Bells <laughs> very well. Ding, dong, ding, <laughs> dong. Um, she's quite the singer. She probably won't actually sing when she's at the caroling because she's kind of embarrassed to do that, but she likes to know that she could do it. Um, she's wearing her uh, ugly sweater, which is a, um, it's a forest green and it has the outline of a Christmas tree on it, and it says, save the trees. This is actually from one of the older fundraisers that she used to run. It was specifically a fundraiser to save the Christmas trees from being cut down, those pine trees. Um, yeah, and she <laughs> she did support it at the time. Now she kind of likes Christmas trees being cut down and pu- placed in her foyer, uh, but at the time she really supported this charity and she will be wearing it to the party. <laughs> and following that, the camera pans out of the extravagant home of uh, names, holy shit, names of Marla Diamond Marla. and into the home of Artemis left-hander. Where do we, where do we see Artemis pre-Carol there, Tim? We begin on the ground, zoom in on a cat, a ginger tabby named Crocodile. This cat saunters on the uh, carpeted floor past some diamond slippers. Those diamond slippers that you might imagine a Cinderella to be wearing. And in those diamond slippers are feet. Let's move up to see those legs. Those legs are covered. Those, they're covered by a white glittering wedding dress. And were the speaker to have a better vocabulary for types of dresses, maybe you would get a more specific (laughs) vision of the type of wedding dress it has. But let's just say this wedding dress is a fast casual while still elegant. We move up and see, what? On the torso? There is no longer wedding dress. Or there is, but it's under an ugly sweater. It's a sweater with the Grinch. The Grinch is doing that classic Dr. Seuss, the Dr. Seuss, the original Dr. Seuss illustration. We're not extrapolating it in any way. It's an original Dr. Seuss illustration of him sort of like stroking his beard at the cover of the book itself. Um, and around it are hearts. And inside each heart, it, it goes, um, love you. And oh, that bad Mr. Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we move up to the top to see finally the face of Artemis left-hander. She is a widow. She used to own a bar. She wears a wedding dress every day. And she has a... Uh, 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 also, as you see this face, she was had a camera in front of it because she likes to take pictures. And now she drops that camera to rest <gasps> on that ugly sweater. And you finally see her full face with a veil of um, glitter and roses. 
And that's Artemis Lathander. Fantastic. Uh, I think that that face we 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 have lit in the light of of Artemis's house, right? Just the, the sort of internal thing, and the color on it shifts as the scene changes and the camera pans back out, and suddenly we see the, you know stray snowflakes passing in front of the veil of glitter and roses, and we see the uh, the lights from uh, Christmas lights shining on the different colors uh those lights fade and the 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 snow sort of uh, darkens and the camera pans out and you see that all three of our of our mavens are in a group of christmas carolers everyone out in their ugly christmas sweaters uh walking down the uh, the road in brindlewood bay uh for the lunch club's annual ugly christmas sweater carolathon fundraiser you have just left a very, a very delightful house, and that's why the color of the Christmas lights is fading away. You're heading uh, sort of up a small hill to the home of Amelia Hawthorne. Uh, this is one of the the big houses in town, right? So you have to like walk uh, up a short drive that has like the um, you know stone pillars on either side. Like there could be a gate in front of it, like a security gate. Aw, kitty. Uh, there could be a, a security gate, but there's not. It's Brindlewood Bay who who needs that kind of thing, right? So there's but there's wrought iron fencing extending from either side, and there are no Christmas lights. There's just the uh, we're gonna say, you know, um, those like apartment complexes that put in those kinds of um, things on either side of the entrance, but they've got. Uh, gas lines running to them and they're actual like lit torches for no mm-hmm. apparent reason other than the waste of, of natural resources that that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's she has a, like actual torches on top of these things like flaring wow. up into the night. And there's basically a small mansion up the driveway. Mm-hmm. Amelia is not a nice person necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like people in town don't don't terribly like her. She is kind of a jerk, but she's also rich. So of course you're going to send the club up her drive uh, to try and uh, get some money out of her. And you're a few bars into one of the the group's uh, best tunes, We Three Kings, when the front door opens and everyone in the group sort of stumbles to a halt singing as a middle-aged woman in a red suit steps out onto the porch and she has tears running down her face. We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts we traverse afar. Would you... Oh. Oh. Do you do you know any songs that would be appropriate <laughs> at a funeral? A funeral? Who died? My aunt, Amelia. And the oh. camera zooms back on the whole scene and we get the title card for this episode of Brindlewood Bay. The title of the episode is Jingle Bell Shock. Then we cut to commercial. What's the first commercial that we have for this episode? Oh, it is um, holiday themed Chia Pets. Oh. Chia Chia <laughs> You just hear jingle bells. Ching, 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 ching. Chia Chia Chia. And it's like Santa's beard is growing from, mm-hmm. from the Chia Pets. Rudolph's antlers. Uh, Jacob Marley's um, chains. Chia Chia Chia. Chia pet, the pottery that grows. And then there, of course, there's the, the, the Norelco ad of Santa on the razor zooming up and down the hills of snow. <laughs> this episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Christmas Shopping by Adam Sabin. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week. 
But don't worry, we will be back next week with part two of our series of Brindlewood Bay. As usual, we end one shot with a call to action, and heroes, I'm going to encourage you to simply hit up fivecalls.org and contact your elected officials about whatever issues you see there that are important to you. We are entering a period of time uh, governmentally where the control of the Senate and the House is going to be split. So, especially your House representatives, and especially if you live in a traditionally red state or have Republican House members, Call and let them know your opinion. It is always possible that they may be able to be swayed and that maybe, hopefully, maybe, and maybe I'm living a magical dreamland, but maybe compromise can be reached on some very important issues that are going to be coming up as we approach 2023 and 2024. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com OneShotPod. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at p-a-r-a-c-o-s-m-press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.